Racism in the classroom. Do you gotta address racism every fucking time you see it? Then, Jocelyn Hernandez drags Wendy Williams in her bootstrap feminism. And more about fibroids. And more about gender. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. What up, what up, what up? Why are you smiling? I don't know. It was like, showtime at the Apollo. (laughs) I don't know. I just felt like we, we did our thing before we started. Just was like, ooh, I don't know. Woo, look at that. Okay. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, maintaining and shit like that. Feeling I've been feeling good because I feel in control of more things than I was mm. um before. <laughs> Why? Um, Why is that? Um, I think because I am okay with just only doing what I can do. It's it's like totally fine that I can do everything and I'm okay with that now. Yes. So it feels more like I don't know if that's what balance is about, but I know I can't do anything mm-hmm. and everything. And that's fine. Like I couldn't do everything before and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> why all of a sudden it was like I cared about like, you know, not even say to, to care, but like the the way in which I prioritize like no, you got to get it all done was not something I used right. to do. So I like being like, you know what? If it doesn't get done today, it could get done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I can't do it, I could just ask someone else for help. You know, just shit like that. So I've just been feeling mm-hmm. better because my mind is more over there with that. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I love it. I feel good. I got to see my mom last week. I have seen her only once in person in real life in all of 2020. Damn. And this is the first time that I got to see her last year. Actually, I might have seen her at the start of 2020, but then never again, except for one time in the summertime, she stopped by and we mm-hmm. like hung out outside in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like we were literally in the street. And then, yeah, and then I went to the Bronx. Mm -hmm. I had some stuff to do over in that area. And so I was at her house. I wore a mask indoors. And then I ate. Luckily, she had some space in the front. So I ate outside and she came outside with me and we talked outside or whatever. But when I was inside, I had a mask on and we were pretty far apart. Her, I had on, I was double masked up and her and my stepfather did not have their masks on. But we have all been really good about staying away from everybody. So the risk, I would say, was pretty low. So it was just good. It was good to see my mom. It was good to, to like, laugh about shit. It was mm-hmm. good to, like, laugh about tragic shit, you know? Because it's, it's... Did y'all... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> had the, a whoa, whoa kind of kiki. It was definitely that kind of energy. That energy, but, but not actual... Yeah, but no, I didn't want to disrespect her house <laughs> with a whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. But it was definitely those kind of vibes. I still randomly think yeah, about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too me too but she's you know she's uh she's older than me so she has endured a lot more That's years so of the whoa whoa than i have you know what i'm saying she's yeah, done more whoa whoa, whoa than, I've, than i've done don't go to essence fest mama jacia <laughs> Cause, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's all we that's gonna a do whoa, at Essence when we finally. That's the whoa whoa <laughs> festival. You're right. Oh, all right. Welcome, Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Ew. Ew. Yes. 
Yes, that was a nice Al. It was. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use that on all the social meets. We also like when you use the hashtag pod in, and that allows other people on that hashtag to find Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. If you are not already following us on Shows Me, you should be. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. You can just search for us there and hit that follow button. We really, really love to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So you can send us T-mail at Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. We love when you send us questions, comments, silly things, serious things, or feedback. Welcome. Hit us on the tea mail. That's right. This is a spot of tea episode. That's when we come on and do whatever the fuck we want to do. <laughs> Helps us to do a show every week. Pandemonium. Anarchy. Helps us do a show every week. So it's just not as formatted as some of our other episodes. Every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for Cheers and Queers podcast. They recently had me as a guest on an episode titled Waffled Colored Negroes. Mm. And <laughs> it was a cool conversation. <laughs> Present. <laughs> Here. <laughs> um, and it was cool. I had a great conversation with Ashoke, one of the hosts. Um, we were talking about my colorism series. That was a really good conversation. Talking about desirability and shit like that. But then we just talked about pop culture things that gave us queer black joy and shit like that. It was a really cute episode. I have the link I to that it. in the show notes if you would like to listen because you would like to listen mm-hmm, so yeah mm-hmm. you can listen there really really cool it was fantastic oh, i really enjoyed it i did i listened to it today and i liked i assume we talk about some of that here but i did i liked listening to people talk about the aspects of colorism that i don't think that we often hear about like like desirability and how you know there's a time and place for that but that's not necessarily the solution to To, dismantling um, colorism so i really liked the way that y'all talked about that shit so it was definitely a good time and you mentioned your colorism series can you just tell us a little bit more about that and where we can find that yeah so i wrote a series for mix vixen which is my online magazine where i am kind of deconstructing not really deconstructing i've done a lot of that already but kind of writing down my deconstruction and my idea about colorism i started the first piece with why i don't talk to light-skinned people about colorism and then Mm -hmm. the other piece i have out now is desirability won't free me which is the one i really really i did the light-skinned one because it was like let me just get to the basics of like right let's get (laughs) this out the way let's get this out the Mm -hmm. way let's do this early but for the desirability will not free me that one i wanted to go deeper because a lot of times the conversation gets stuck in desirability and that is not Mm -hmm. that is not what is going to free us we have to actually dismantle the system that is colorism not just be like put these dark-skinned bitches in the movie like that's not gonna free us honestly that's just really a path to make us more palatable or more in quotations Mm -hmm. light skin appearing you know like not literal Mm -hmm. light skin but like if we can do the same things as light-skinned black people then that's freedom and it's like no (laughs) 
we should eradicate this system of that thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are on mixvixenmag.com mm-hmm. if you want to read them. And we could just link them in the show notes too if you want to read those I love pieces. It. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. What are you pouring libations for this week, Jay? We were in the streets. We were in these streets this whole week, these virtual streets. Um, <laughs> I actually hung out with the students at the University of Memphis and talked about podcasting. Ooh. So libations to everybody at the University of Memphis. Memphis, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed that shit. Also want to pour libations to Bag Ladies podcast. I was on their episode called Being Demisexual, and it was me, Stephanie, and Akua from Inner Ho Uprising podcast. All of us demisexual, all of us talking about our experiences existing and being demisexual ass niggas. And it was, yeah, my first time having that kind of roundtable conversation with so other people with a similar similar sexual experience it Mm -hmm. was like it just felt very affirming and it was a much needed conversation it was so cute i felt like the whole time y'all was that spider-man meme where y'all pointing at (laughs) each other like (laughs) you and stephanie akura just like you two you two what it was just it was so cute and then i learned a lot like y'all allowed me to like learn a lot about demisexuality Mm -hmm. in ways that hasn't been presented to me before it's always usually textbook mm-hmm. y'all gave more like realistic kind of context mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to demisexuality love the yeah. episode i had a great fucking time you know so libations to bag ladies podcast we'll put the link to that in the show notes during that episode they asked about like resources and other places where we heard demisexuality being discussed and i actually forgot to mention marsha's plate because i did an episode with them oh yeah you did last year mm-hmm. yeah and me and diamond talked a little bit about demisexuality so i'm gonna put the link to that episode in the show notes also in the virtual streets this week i was on uh the four old nerds podcast views from the 616 and that is their marvel podcast their podcast on all things marvel and we talked about falcon and winter soldier so it was a full season recap and we had a fucking ball yo it was really just laughing and doing hood rat shit with my friends and i love that it was a lot of us so i didn't have to you know sometimes you know we do these reviews and you got to rewatch the shit so yeah. you can get do a deep dive but it was enough of us that we all had different things that we were drawn to and attracted to us so i liked being able to show up Mm-hmm. just have fun and laugh about some shit that was like they deal with race in the show but at the end of the day this is a fictional property and we're just here to laugh and yeah. talk shit so i really did enjoy that a lot that was a live zoom event and then it was recorded and put on their podcast so i'll put the link to that in the show notes as well what, but I had a fucking what, good what time. is falcon the under winter soldier we talked about it we talked about it on the um the last bonus oh that's what we were talking about yeah yeah falcon and the winter soldier yeah that's the the one where you referenced where the dora milaje has showed up oh okay yeah because i'm like what okay yeah i'm back i'm here we doing a show together (laughs) we doing a show together yeah no but it was good Uh i'm sure watched it he hasn't watched it yet i haven't asked him oh i don't know but he would if he has disney he might have watched it he probably he watched he okay this is not the time, but I learned that this is my partner we're talking about. I learned that they mm-hmm. watch shows and don't tell me about them and they know it's a great show and don't tell me. So there's a little yeah. riff. We have to talk this out. You can't get it. find great TV it. and not tell the person right. that you found it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Falcon was fun. It was fun. It, it's a lot to talk about with regards, I think, to like some of the racial dynamics, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a good time overall and I definitely enjoyed it. And I think you can, you can watch it, I think, without having watched 
all of the MCU movies. You Got know what it. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. check it out. If you have a Disney Plus account and you want some shit to watch, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is on there and you can check out reviews of that series. Views from the 616 on For All Nerds podcast. They reviewed every single episode. So you can check that out as well. So those are our libations. Queen, can you tell folks how they can support this podcast definitely i can so we always 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 want you to take care of yourself first and also this podcast runs on your support so there are two ways to donate you can go to our website twithqueenandj.com slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options two our first option is our paypal option and that's where you can donate any amount at any time and our second option is our patreon option where we're asking for a monthly commitment of two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less that is up to you we will appreciate that shit and give you a bonus episode every month we actually promised them an additional bonus episode last month and we're a little bit late on that so we're gonna do two bonus episodes in the month of may you will always get your shit yes you will always get your shit okay so we're not always there when you call but we're always on time that's right you will always get your (laughs) shit so never feel like we said it was going to be an extra episode and you didn't get it you will get that shit it's just probably a little bit late so you get it exactly we also like it when you share this podcast on social media tell a friend and rate and review us on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast all of that helps grow tea with queen and jay thank you to everyone who has reviewed us on apple Podcasts already we read all those reviews please leave us a five-star review if you haven't already leave us a review if you haven't already we will appreciate that shit and thanks in advance to the people who are doing that review right now i see you doing that so thank you we do we see you thank you if you would like to sponsor us if you'd like to hear your ad on tea with queen and j podcast or see it on social media email us at tea with queen and j at gmail.com if you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism dismantling white supremacy in the workplace womanism black feminism podcasting or some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team send us your team email at t with queen and j at gmail.com we got some donation libations this week queen you want to tell us who supported us on patreon yes thank you to celine arlene anima k jaquela and maya up their pledge thank you so much for doing that yes, yes. we didn't receive any paypal donations this week but Okay. I'm not going to drag you I was about to be like, actually, get up, get yeah. off the stage. That's all right. That's okay. You we got a leave. Have you seen that video? <laughs> what <is he> <laughs> <have you? laughs> yes, I have. Um, <gasps> you need to leave. That's what it is. You yeah, need to leave. You need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yes we got a package from Bernita who sent us customized wooden coasters thank you so much yes she sent us each some mine say mine have the show logo on it on Mm -hmm. them some of them have tea bags and teacups on them that is so cute so cute I have one that says I am not a lady I haven't opened yours but I'm sure there's something customized in there for you Mm -hmm. and and Bernita sent us a note it says hey Queen and Jay long time listener here I love you two so much value and appreciate 
appreciate y'all. Keep being dope and real. XOXO, Bernita. Thank you so much, Bernita. Thank we you. We appreciate you. You can find Bernita's shop on Instagram at Brin's Design Shop. And I'll put the um, handle to that in the show notes. And Bernita does wood decor designs and more. Or decor. I don't know how y'all say it, but wood decor designs and more. Thank you so much, Bernita. I'm from New York, so I say decor. <laughs> Decor, right? I don't know. What do I know? House of Decor. Um, So I watched poems earlier, so now everything is a house. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited, though. All right. Are you ready to get into the show? Yes, let's do it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking green tea. What kind of tea are you drinking? Oh my God, twins. Oh, for real? I'm also drinking green, jasmine green, yeah. I'm just trying to not have caffeine, so. Same, (laughs) same. After this, I'm going to pop a melatonin, a a delicious, a same, a big old one. I might smoke too. Total myself to death. Still that day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Knock it's me that kind of night. Yes, it's hard for me okay. to go to sleep. So like knock right. me out. Listen, I feel you. <laughs> I, I I can relate. I'm glad we don't live in a driving city. Okay. I'm glad because we don't we're we're those Mm-mm. women. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever think you would be those women? Sleep you think did you ever think we would be sleeping pill women? I didn't, but I <laughs> Okay, so I didn't, but I remember being a kid pretending to be those pill women because oh I thought that God. was what adult womanhood was because they were always vanity? on TV stressed out. Sitting at the vanity. And this is usually rich women, but they would be stressed mm-hmm. out and then they would and then they'll take their pills. And I'm like, whoa, that's what mm-hmm. it's like when you're like a successful, <laughs> busy woman. So <laughs> I thought that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> Ooh. That's funny. So I guess and I yeah. saw that and I was like, wow, womanhood is whack. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a lady, son. Womanhood <laughs> looks whack. Yeah. Delicious, delicious sleeping pills. But it's melatonin. There's melatonin. You know what I'm it's, it's not. It's yeah. different, maybe. Anyway, what are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? So I'm affirming this because I've been watching Soul Train clips on YouTube just to feel black. Okay. Joy. Just let me just put yes. on some Soul Train clips. So I'm going to affirm love peace and so because i'm looking at this and i'm like they were shooting out affirmations <laughs> to us yes since the definitely. 70 like let's make sure definitely. we end this on this or whatever i'm black and i'm proud that yeah all, all of that stuff we've been doing that speak it into existence so i was like yeah. you know what i'm gonna say this on the show i'm affirming love peace and soul for myself and love peace and soul for everybody who is i love that listening right now so yeah, thank that's you what I'm affirming i love it what are you affirming for yourself i'm gonna affirm that I am not going to hold on to old shit. So I'm not holding on to old shit. I'm not holding on to old pain, old hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on from it instead of reliving trauma, sadness. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes when we're sad or when we're, I don't know if anybody else feels sadness like physically in their bodies. I know sometimes people yeah. can or whatever, but mm-hmm. like sometimes we're reliving a story. It's just like we're replaying that shit in our head over and over and over again. So I want to let that shit go 
not holding on to old shit, old pain, old hurt, and I'm moving on from it. And that, of course, is going to be a, that's a daily practice. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm going to relive some shit or whatever, but I really want to focus on not holding on to old shit, old pain, old hurt. I want to move on from it. So that's what I affirm. Dope, dope. Yes. Okay, so a while back, Wendy Williams released her, it was kind of like she had a documentary series on yes. Lifetime and then a story of her life, right? Yeah, her biopic. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, that we watched. We actually talked about that on uh, one of the bonus episodes. So if you haven't listened to that bonus episode, definitely check it out. But one of the things that we often talk about when we talk about Wendy Williams is this concept of bootstrap feminism. feminism yep. And the way that she approaches womanhood and kind of being an embodiment Studying a strong woman and what that means to her and how sometimes often it is toxic <laughs> to other people uh, yeah it is very so we bring that up because recently jocelyn hernandez a reality tv star who we first met on love and hip-hop she now has her own show on zeus called jocelyn's cabaret but she was on wendy williams show and she dragged her for filth in this way that uh it kind of Made my heart smile. It made my heart smile because we haven't seen her get dragged like that in front of everyone since um, Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been it's been a long time since she's been on and TV. Then, we haven't seen those kind of interactions that like we used to hear right. on the radio, where people were like, right. go back and forth with her in ways that. Mm-hmm. Just hasn't been happening on TV. There was an Amarosa drag. Amarosa dragged her, but that was early. Early, that was early in the show yep. before Wendy was like super popular on TV. But Amarosa drags everyone. She, she, yeah, she, that's what she does. She, yeah, that's yeah. She's a drag. There was the Amarosa yeah. drag, and then oh my god! So she regularly gets dragged from reality TV black women because she also kind of got dragged. There was a little thing with her and Nene, I think, on one of those episodes. If I remember, they're weird though. Their relationship is weird. They're, they're one minute they're friends. One minute it's just like what they're you? frenemies for sure. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so frenemies. Weird. But yeah, Wendy doesn't often get dragged. So I want to play a little bit of a clip of this. And then we'll talk about it. I'm an accomplished woman. And I just feel like every time I come to your show, you don't give me those flowers now, you know? And you're, Wendy, you're 35 years my, my city. Ow, yes. I should, I should, I should get those flowers Shame. by you. I should feel, I should feel, I should feel wanted by people like you. Not just me, all the other young girls. You are, are you are wanted by me. I always say that you're very you entertaining. And but we feel we feel we feel like you be trying us. We feel like you don't be really rooting for us. You know, we feel like and especially with me, every time I come on your show, you always want to compare me to another broad. I don't need to be compared. I've I've made my own brand. I'm I've made my own brand for years, you know. I've been out here for the, the past decade. I got my own show. I franchised my own show to another network. It's I, I have the number one show in the country. I, I have know. An actual no, no, you have the number one show like, on Zeus, and you got renewed for a third the season, which show, is to be commended. The number one show in the country, Miss Wendy. It's okay. I, and I just want you to know that I want you to know how I feel. I want you to know that I feel like every time I come on here, you feel you undervalued. Well, so do I. Okay, that's it, it, you know what, Jocelyn, because you're part of pop culture, this is what I do. But if you possibly think that I leave here every day and don't feel undervalued for something that I do. You know, as a woman, we're not gonna even talk about race. Just as a woman, I still don't make that dollar for dollar men make. So please, anyway, shoe cam, please. Let me see your shoes. Oh, wait, but, but no, 
Stop, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Listen, I'm making pretty cool money. I own my own show, so you should be doing the same thing. But as a woman to woman, woman to woman, and this is not about men, woman to woman, we should uphold each other higher, not go against each other or compare woman to other woman when every woman out here in the game, especially pop culture, is handling their business and is doing great. So she goes on to talk about how she feels like Wendy is harder on her black and brown guests yeah. than she is on white guests. And I would say that that's true. I would say she does gossip about white folks as well. But there's an energy and a tone. And I think that some of that, I guess, comes from familiarity with the culture. And then I think some of it is like fucking malicious yeah. and not very customer service very how black employees sometimes treat black customers yeah. and would never treat a white customer you know what i'm saying yeah for sure yeah i definitely agree with that and definitely noticed that too but also within the conversation that bootstrap feminism pops up where she's like talking about her experiences and she's worked hard and you know whatever mm -hmm. i don't remember if she said she works hard specifically but that's generally what wendy presents like i've worked hard i've done all of this stuff you gotta work hard too and it's like you know and uh i would assume if you're into community clearly wendy is not but <laughs> <laughs> wait sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry that's not that's not when I, I never got the impression that that was no, Wendy's bag. Clearly, that's yeah, clearly no, not no, her no. bag. But there's mm -hmm. that's a lot of people's bags, and they don't realize it, and they say community shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's okay. where I wanted to bring okay. that up. Right, right, right. But like, I struggled, so you should struggle too. And that kind of sentiment of like, I broke down doors and this and this and that. So you mm -hmm. should work just as hard. And it's like, no, I, I would assume if you understand community, which we know Wendy doesn't, but I'm just wanted to mm -hmm. make this statement clear, then you would understand that other people in your industry are not competition. You would understand mm -hmm. that other people in your industry are not like trying to fuck with you, take you down, take your money. Like, like if you actually don't believe in that bootstrap shit and don't believe in being the only one or the special one or the mm. the person who was like the lone trailblazer. Like why is that something right. that you're happy about? Being like a lone trailblazer. No, it should be mad Wendy's. <laughs> like mm -hmm. yeah. why kind of like the yeah, that's like your accolade. I'm the trailblazer and the only one. And, you know, like mm -hmm. that type of shit, that energy, I don't like. What do you think about what Jocelyn had to say? I agree with some of what Jocelyn said. But at the same time, that is not a woman who also, like, cares for women in these ways that she's right. requiring Wendy to. Not to say that she can't ask for that for herself or that she can't require right. that for herself. She definitely can. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting for me to see. I haven't seen any of her Zeus shows, but I was all into mm -hmm. Jocelyn, the Puerto Rican princess when she was on Love and right. Hip Hops and all of them. I was I was ate it up and I enjoyed the shit out of it. And mm -hmm. this is not a person who cares about women. <laughs> Sisterhood is not necessarily her jam. It's it's really not but i do mm -hmm. understand in terms of like maybe for the conversation she had with wendy i can see her saying like no you treat us differently and i think that was something right. important to say like nah i see it you treat us differently like our um shade is you you throw it differently <laughs> like mm -hmm. i do agree and like that jocelyn said that but then at the same time i'm like jocelyn you like yeah. you the reason yeah. why we say molly the maid like <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're not wearing your maid clothes today. Yeah. Hi, maid. Hi, maid. Hi, maid. <laughs> I mean, can a nigga have a job? What the? <laughs> 
can I own a business? She owns a cleaning she service. Owns a, what the she fuck? Owns, like what? Can she live? Yeah, I definitely agreed with everything. I agree with most of the things that Jocelyn said. I think there was still elements there. I'm not saying that this is what Jocelyn was saying, but I think there was still elements of I am this successful. And so you owe me respect because of everything that I've done. And because I am this successful, when I think the reality is that like we should not be dragging black people. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of their accolades, what they achieved, what they didn't achieve or whatever. And I think that there is a way, there is a way that, that Wendy talks about women, that Wendy talks about black women Mm -hmm. that I think is very toxic. And I, I think I understand that she does pop culture. I understand that she does gossip. Um, but it is, I think, often tinged with massage noir. Yeah, it is. I think it is often tinged with this bootstrap feminism, like put on your lipstick and push through. It doesn't matter that you're being mistreated. Yeah. That's okay. Get yourself together. Get your own apartment. Do whatever you need to do that to overcome or whatever. That's the business. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And how dare you not get it? You're not playing the game. Yeah. There's also this conversation of like, and this is a popular thing, I think, amongst gossip and blogger type people or whatever. But the when talking about black women, the way that we talk about our relationships, those of us who engage in relationships with men, the way that they talk about those relationships, the way that they, they talk about the valuation of black women and how it is determined by our proximity to a man yeah. and that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. think that when often plays into and plays yep. that up a lot and so yeah i thought this was a month and it's and i i mean we grew up with wendy as people who enjoy radio and media and shit like that and so there are there are we kind of talked about this like appreciation love kind of also you need to be dragged relationship that we have with wendy mm-hmm. so I delighted in my heart at seeing this dragging and it's not because I don't like Wendy. It's because this is exactly what somebody, a black woman needs to look at her and say, you're dragging us in this way. That's not cool. What's your problem? Why are you not happy for us? Why are you not like Mm -hmm. being more supportive? And I feel like there's a way I would think, and I don't do what Wendy does, but I would think that there's a way for her to do that without sometimes coming off. I don't think that she's hateful, but it just comes off as a hatred for women, like a just a general kind of disdain for women does. and that we need to fucking put our lipstick on and play the game. I think she does have a hatred for women, but it's not an uncommon mm-hmm. hatred. So that's why it's not like... Right, it's uh, not personal. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not personal. Like mm-hmm. she's, you know, like whatever. But I think it's a hatred for women that is pretty fucking common right so like it doesn't transfer as like hateful but it's like there's something there you do not anything woman anything femme anything whatever you kind of think is a downgrade and she that's why for the mm-hmm. bootstrap feminism you for that kind of feminism it's be a man that's right. that's how you yes. do that you gotta be a man and it's like no <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why i loved that's why because this is like a deflection tactic but i also think that people actually mean this shit. When we talk to each other as black people, sometimes we point, and this was this was intersectional. This was like talking about being black women, right? Sometimes we point to the larger oppressive system, right? So Jocelyn is talking to her about being a black woman and how she communicates and talks about other black women. And Wendy is like talking about men talking about how i don't make dollar for dollar to what a man makes and i'm still not treated a certain way because i'm not a man and da 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 
Then she goes further to say, let's not even include race in the picture just as a woman. But this is a heavily, I think, race-based conversation because Mm -hmm. you're not doing the same thing to the white reality stars. You're not talking about them the same way that you talk about young black women. For sure. So I think that that's interesting. And I think that that also happens when we talk about stuff like colorism and we sometimes don't talk about, because we're talking about this intracommunal thing and how we what we need to do to help to dismantle that system as lighter skinned people or whoever skinned people we're talking to in that moment sometimes the deflection happens to where we bounce it to and I think there are times when it's important to bounce things back to white supremacy but understand that in this particular conversation we're talking about us yeah and so like in that particular conversation she is talking about us and you're pushing it off to men you're pushing it off to this other larger system and she's talking about no yeah we all deal with that so why should I black woman to black woman have to take that shit also from somebody Mm -hmm. like you from Mm -hmm. somebody who's like the same as us or whatever and I think that that's something that frequently happens when we talk about the abuse and mistreatment because of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism that we do to one another, whether it be colorism or misogynoir or whatever else that is happening to us intracommunally, sometimes it's easy to deflect it to the larger system instead of honing in on, you're right, this is something that I am doing to you, even though I am also experiencing oppression. Yeah, because she was saying, this is what you do. You know, and mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like that deflection always annoys me, especially with intra community conversations, because it's like, nah, mm-hmm. but you know, I would I was hoping that we were in community with each other and that I can talk to you about this right. and how it's harmful for me and how we could mm-hmm. like maybe not be harmful to each other. And then it's like white people and it's like wait, what? Wait, I'm talking what? about, Why are we talking about them? me and you. Yes. And how we can yes. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but the whites, you know, it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, mm-hmm. I, that irks me too. So I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the conversation. But Wendy got so mad mm-hmm. that she threw a flower. <laughs> <laughs> because Jocelyn was like, give me my flowers. She, she was like, here, flowers. Here, here's your flowers. She did throw it. I wish she could do, like, you know, Jocelyn was on a virtual screen, so yeah, it wasn't like, like she was throwing it at her. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I did feel, mm-hmm. I did feel like Wendy was listening to her, mm-hmm. even though I don't know if she for real, like, heard her or yeah. took that in. But I did feel like, even though there were a few times that she tried to cut her off and move to the next segment, I did feel like she was listening to her, I think. I don't know. Look, I'm not in Wendy's head. I don't know if Wendy was listening. She threw that flower, so that makes me think she wasn't listening, because it was like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> like, here, yeah. all right? You want flowers? Here. Like, here's. Here's here's it's some crumbs. Like, um, so it's that makes true. me not think that she was listening. Sometimes people yeah. don't like being put on the spot in those ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I would hope she would listen, but you know, she kind of set in her ways, that Wendy Williams. Yeah. Pretty set in her ways. Yeah. I like Wendy in certain ways at certain times. I wish that she had but she's not because she's also elitist. I was going to say, I wish she had younger friends. I wish she had a mixture of friends, but might be a wrap for that. Oh, she, uh, she doesn't really have lots of friends because she was so wrapped up in being a wife. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. And then when she did have friends, they were like, Nene. 
That's not a friend. The ones that we know of. I'm. I'm. I I would hope she had, but I don't know. That documentary, she looked alone. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's true. Oh my gosh. Are you being empath? Yes, I am. (laughs) Yeah. That's CJ. Like, sorry, I felt a little bit sad for her, yo. I felt a little bit sad. I'm sure she's great and fabulous. She got her apartment. She eats delicious dinners. But I also would like for her to have, like, some good people. Have some good people, yo. I, I do, too, actually. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Jocelyn was saying something to her. You know what? Kiki Palmer didn't drag her, but she definitely confronted her and told her about herself. Yeah. yeah. She was like, uh-uh. I, I enjoyed Kiki yeah. Palmer. When, um... Yeah. I wish that she had someone who was actually a younger woman person that was, like, her friend in real life. I think she might she might have a niece or something like that, maybe, but I don't know. I hope that she does, and I hope that they're cool, and I hope that she, like, they can have real conversations because I'm tired of seeing her. Know. I'm not tired of it. I love it. But it would be nice for her, for young people, young strangers, to not be dragging Wendy every once a year. Some young person got to <laughs> drag you on your show. Like, just stop. Stop doing it. Just stop it. Just stop it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Speaking all right, of. Right, right. Of what? <laughs> Violence. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> violence it's not it's not physical violence though but we was just talking about intracommunal type of shit and yes, this, this is kind of about larger systems but this is some shit that went down at a pwi somebody sent us a t-mail of their experience in class they actually also sent us audio, audio clips, clips of their professor and fellow classmates being a little racisty and uh we're not gonna play those because we don't want to be sued and we don't want this person to be in trouble or whatever the heck. But I will I will read what I heard. I will share some of that transcript with you. So the subject of the letter is y'all about to hate me. We're not. We don't hate. Well, Jay doesn't hate people. Anybody. Really? <laughs> not really. No, I said, well, Jay doesn't hate people. I hate Right. True, everyone. true, true, true. All right. So, except for that bitch Rosa, who's that? I don't remember. I just hate her because you do. But I don't know. Remember Mad TV? And it was like, oh yes, it could be anybody. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. All right. All right. So the letter says, so I'm 25 year old black woman studying to become a labor and delivery nurse in Columbia, South Carolina. Currently, I'm taking psychology class, and my professor is a 70 something year old white psychologist. Former military veteran and etc. Wu Chow. They don't say Wu Chow. I say Wu Chow. All right. Mm-hmm. Every morning he asks us, "What's in the news?" Me, typically, I don't. Wait, discuss. wait. Sorry, I heard the tape. I heard the tape. So really, more like he says, "What's in the news?" <laughs> That's how he sounds. Just to give context. What's in the news, guys? He sounds like that purr from Family Guy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he does. He does, right? Yes. He does. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. thank you. That's gonna be my um inspiration when I read the transcript. <laughs> All right. All right, back to the letter. Every morning he asks us what's in the news. Me typically I don't discuss what's in the news because I don't watch the news at all. But we all know what happened this past week, especially with the black army medic Caron Nazario getting pulled over by the police. So one of my classmates 
former military, decided to bring that up and another police shooting that happened in Minnesota. And his response was very racist, including my professor's opinion. I feel like shit because I didn't say anything and majority of my classmates are white and Latino. Usually I'm very outspoken when it comes to people discussing race and racism, but I was mostly shocked hearing that from a teacher and a former psychologist. If you was in this situation, what would you have said? I would love your advice. So if this happens again, I know what to say. Love the show. Thank you so much. And then he left us a brown heart. And we're going to keep you anonymous. Yes. So, Jay, do you want to do the pleasure of um, reenacting the audio? Yes. All right. The first clip. We've got three brief clips here. I will begin the first clip. A student says a black teen was killed. And another student, you hear in the background other students referencing other incidents of police brutality. Somebody brings up a mass shooting. And then the professor says, and they protested? What happened? And the student says, I don't know. They were probably just finding an excuse to loot. Okay. So that's wild racist. Okay. Um, then it's confusing. It sounds like the professor brings up an incident of a black guy committing a mass murder. So they have this whole conversation about police brutality. The student mentions that these incidents of police brutality happened and then talks about protesters was probably just looking for a reason to loot. Okay, so. I feel like if I was, you know how you read closed captions when there's video? I feel like this part where you don't really quite know what they said, I would put mm-hmm. racist ramblings. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> basically racist ramblings is there racist music that's what should go under this racist music all right in the second clip the professor is talking about narcissism because this is of course a psychology class so the professor says i can think of several narcissists in sports chad ochocinco terrell owens (laughs) no this is exactly how he sounded everyone this is so good. Tiger Woods and Tom Brady. So he says that, and then some kind of gu- guitar music starts playing. I don't know what's going on in this class, right? So some <laughs> type of guitar music starts playing. And he says, nice melody. Better than that. What's that other kind of music? We just had somebody die. I can't think of the music. And a student is like, DMX? Rap. Yeah, that's it. Rap. <laughs> Wasn't he a rapper? <laughs> Wasn't he a rapper? That's the second clip. So this is what it sounds like. They're talking about some shit that's completely unrelated. Yeah. Talking about narcissism. I don't know how he found a reason to just shit on rap music for no reason. I don't know. Why is DMX involved in this? <laughs> And how do what? you hear, like DMX has made him be like yeah rap like DMX rap <laughs> like <laughs> what that music oh my gosh he can't even remember it but he hates it is that how racism he hates it. works he just wanted yes it is <laughs> it is how it works all right so this this last one the professor doesn't make an appearance but it sounds like the same student from clip one is talking about why it was okay for the cops to draw their guns on that soldier. Yeah, Caron Nazario, right? Yeah. The black army medic. So it sounds like this student is justifying this. So this, I believe this all took place in one class. This is a lot. This is a lot. In one sitting. That means this shit happens on the reg. You know, if this professor is bringing up rap music for no reason, 
You know he's racist every week, okay? For no reason. <laughs> no reason. No reason. The, sounds like the same student from the first clip is now talking about why it was okay for the cops to draw their guns on that soldier. So he's like, I'm pretty sure once you know why they stopped you, you have to comply. Okay. All right. So those are the clips that were attached to this email. So what I'm gathering is it sounds like you go to a PWI. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you go to school with white people. Your professors are white and there are non-black POCs who are white aligning. All of this is very common under the PWI umbrella. Right. I've never been to one, but it sounds like what y'all be talking about. When y'all mm-hmm. talk about college, you PWIers, yeah. this, this sounds like those things y'all be saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for sure. But I would say like when you asked us what to say and you said we would be mad at you because you didn't say anything, we would never be mad at you for not saying anything. You're not always in the space, mood, or whatever to like say shit, you know? I don't say shit every single time it comes up either. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just too damn tired. Sometimes I'm like, there's another black person in here. Facts. <laughs> Let them do Facts. it. Like, could you do it today? <laughs> could you do it today? I like, did it all week last yes. week. Could you do it today? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you just don't feel like it because you don't. Me personally, sometimes I just don't want to talk to white people about shit because they're mm-hmm. white and a lot of times they're not going to get it. So, like, don't guilt yourself. Don't feel bad. You said in the letter that you speak up other times. Just because one mm-hmm. time you did it does not mean you failed in blackness. We're not going to take your black card. We're not going to take your liberation card. Like, none of that shit mm-hmm. is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, every day doesn't have to be the day that you tell your professor and your classmates about themselves. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be on all the time. You're there to learn and get your fucking papers get your fucking college freedom papers Mm -hmm. and that's not gonna involve like every day you might not feel like or have the spoons to be that nigga that's like what is wrong with you white people yeah you shouldn't and you shouldn't have to do that you shouldn't have to really honestly even consider it that's unfortunate in in itself that you have to think about that in the learning space it is and it's just your professor needs a tune-up because that yeah that freaking icebreaker is like corny and, and late abandon that shit yeah, yeah you like, clearly don't have the tools to talk about current events yes sir so don't say what's in the let's news. not talk about something cute that you read <laughs> yeah do not be asking the whole class to put their ideas on what they think about racism nigga just teach psychology you do yes. not have the range yeah that is really and that's that's upsetting that you have to endure potentially random acts of racism at mm-hmm. the start of your class that's yeah. like that's a lot i would say i like that you have recorded these i think that documenting it is important in the event that one day you feel like saying something about it you know what i'm saying just having a trail of incidents especially your professor and these particular students sounds like they have the capacity for something actually like super duper not cool and against your school policy so i think this is it's good to have documentation of these incidents prior so that if the big shit happens you could say this big shit happened and this is what has been going on since I didn't know if or how to report these things before because this is their opinion or whatever the fuck, but this is what's been going on. So I think documenting it as you have here is important, even if you don't feel like saying anything. Honestly, saying something, even though it is a lot of different shit that you could say, it just feels, even from my seat here, it just feels like a lot. 
in a classroom where it sounds like your professor don't have good sense at all. And it sounds like that dude that, that we kept hearing that, that voice masculine voice that we kept hearing quote unquote masculine voice that we kept hearing. It sounds like he just kind of wants to appease whatever the professor is saying or leaning or whatever. Like I, this sounds like an annoying class. Yeah. It sounds like somehow, somehow, you were able to sit in a KKK rally, like somehow, some way, <laughs> because they just just throwing like shit yeah. out there, like in ways that it's just like. And honestly, I, it could be because it's so foreign to me. Because, like I said, I never went to PWI, and I mm-hmm. a lot of my education was in black spaces a lot of my work life has been in like really black and latinx spaces so i don't had situations for sure but not to like this degree where it's just like rap (laughs) yeah uh you know like i haven't love rap music that old nigger music is playing again and i don't like it he probably was like you know that race music it's like they haven't called it race music (laughs) Since you was a teenager, man. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It was just like, people. yeah, I was just I I'm always taken aback when when stories like this are shared. Yeah. But like I would assume that you understand that this white old man is not exempt from like racism and shit like that. Right. It's still always gonna be shocking to hear. I don't care how much Definitely. I know about the systems and this and that. Yeah, I'm still shocked some of the things. <laughs> definitely people definitely. say out loud so I, I get your shock also making you be like i'm gonna be quiet because this is a fucking lot like mm-hmm. i can mm-hmm. empathize yeah i went to school before going to college i went to school with um mostly black folks except for some of my nerdy classes where there were more white people but it was still diverse i would say and then high school was almost exclusively black folks. So I remember growing up, you know, in my family, we talked about race regularly. We talked about racism regularly. We talked about blackness and what that means regularly. But I was also taught like heavy helpings of like, don't judge people. And, you know, just because racism exists doesn't mean that every white person is this way or mm-hmm. that every this kind of person is that way or whatever. So going to a PWI... And experiencing white people kind of in that way, firsthand, white people and whiteness in that way, it was like I went there, you know, just open to meet other students, not Mm -hmm. thinking anything except, yeah, we know that racism exists and that's what it is, but everybody's not racist. Going there and being in class with them people, living with them people on campus, it was like, oh, oh, y'all racist. (laughs) Oh, it is all of y'all. I I didn't feel that kind of like collective, like, oh, this is an agenda they are doing this together. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to have a meeting about it. Every meeting is a fucking clan meeting. I didn't feel that until I actually saw them up close in person. And so some classes, I would say something. Somebody would be saying something randomly racist. We're here to learn about fucking something that should not have to do with racism. But it does because every single thing We are in trigonometry. Does. Why? Exactly. <laughs> Why? Why is this happening, right? So sometimes I would say something because it was like an easy thing because the racism would be so fucking basic. It was like an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Like when one time my professor was quoting some one of these black dudes that be on Fox, like an OG black dude who be on Fox. And I was like, uh, just because that one black guy said this doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean, and he was racist every week, doesn't mean that 
this is how all black people think. <laughs> like, he was like, what? He, his whole brain almost fucking exploded. <laughs> but it would be stuff like that. And so sometimes I would say something. And then other times I would be in such utter shock that they would feel comfortable saying the type of shit that they were saying in class that it was like, you know what? I'm not doing this today. Mm-hmm. I didn't come here for this. My professor is in cahoots with this. I have other problems. We had a whole, there was a newspaper on campus. I forgot what it was called, but I just never read it. Every now and again, I would read it, but it was so full of racist shit that it was like, I actually, I didn't, I, I remember being one of a few black people who was like, I don't read that. I didn't come here to engage mm-hmm. with that white violence every fucking week and have to be fucking, you know, responding, my existence be responding to their racism i didn't come here for this even though my scholarship said that's what i came here for was to respond to that, <laughs> that shit. my exactly scholarship was scholarship like no you did was. come here for this yeah yes yes was. yes that at the time at the time that to me was what the posse scholarship was like you supposed to respond to shit like this yeah. and i'm not i'm not doing it and and actually even though that was a thing that i had done to protect myself not to read this garbage rag even though it was the campus paper that everybody was fucking reading i felt bad about it i felt bad i felt like i was i was doing something that was negligent that was counterproductive to the progress of my people that i should be strong enough to engage with white supremacy and interact with that that i had some sort of like civic duty to fucking engage with white supremacy and be aware of all the racist shit they were saying even though i had to live with them go to class with them i had to be fucking you know i bang with kwanzaa fucking freshman year i'm trying to engage with these white people and decorate the fucking dorm and bitches is like isn't kwanzaa a made-up holiday and like deal with shit like that i'm supposed to now read this fucking Why is racist their voice like paper? that <laughs> i don't know child i don't know <laughs> But you are one student and perhaps there may be days where you feel like you got the source to be like, ah, that's not really how that works or whatever. That's usually when I attack it, when I feel safe, when I feel. And by safety, in those instances, I mean where I am not in this moment because that classroom does not sound safe. At all. But I guess I mean when I, in this moment, I don't feel, it's okay to respond when you're emotional. So if you need to like have a moment like that, you could do that too. But for me, I felt most comfortable commenting when I wasn't feeling emotional, when it was just like, yeah, these people are racist every day. And I could calmly say, yeah, that's not really how this works because ABC. Like when I could have for my own mental safety, I'm not saying that anyone has to have a rational conversation with racists about racism, but I felt most comfortable doing it when I could detach what they were saying from how they were making me feel. Mm -hmm. And so I had just in certain classes got to the point where these people are racist every day. I don't feel anything about it. It doesn't matter. And other classes and other conversations, I really felt personal about it. So ones where I was able to detach myself from the racism that was happening, it was easier for me to present it just like a concept like oh yeah y'all said some racist shit this is why that doesn't make any sense they go on with the racist shit eh, i don't really think so and and move on from mm-hmm. it you know it just depends on what you're feeling but i don't think that you should ever feel bad for trying to get your degree and not engage head on 
with yeah. racism that's being thrown at you. Word, you're not a Power Ranger. I want to also add that you didn't mention this in the letter, but I just wanted to add that blackness is not reacting to white supremacy all the time. That's Facts. not what that is. Now, a lot of times people conflate that and they assume that your blackness is is like you really, really doing that black shit because you're always trying to counter and fight white supremacy. And that is not a black identity. And I just wish more people understood that reacting to white supremacy is not blackness your black card cannot be revoked because you do not Mm -hmm. opt into fucking reacting to white supremacy like you're actually giving white supremacy power by your whole existence being just Mm -hmm. about reacting to white supremacy you know so i just wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure you know that maybe that might make you feel better in other situations when things like this come up you know facts Facts, facts, facts. But yeah, that's not so. I don't know if that's why you thought we would be mad at you, but we would never be upset with anybody for opting out of being a black Power Ranger. You know what I'm saying? Like we choose to do that kind of shit here in this space, but guaranteed there are spaces and environments where I can at least I've been in where I've been at work and somebody is saying something ridiculous. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing that today. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like you have to do what works for you. I would say times when i when i perhaps take it more personal is when i may be watching someone like enact racism on somebody else like when i'm seeing it done that's when i feel more of a an impetus to call it out point it out because someone is in the line of fire and if i'm standing on the side watching it i and and i see it and no one else is doing something about it it is easier for me to say hey i see this thing happening what you're doing is not okay so i take i take i think those incidents more seriously and make it a point to stand up when i'm watching someone else be oppressed in real time than when i'm sitting in a room and hear somebody being racist and abusive to me or whatever indirectly and i'm just like i don't have time for this that's to me those are different things yeah they are I I agree with that for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you for providing us with those hilarious (laughs) audio clips. I'm so sorry that you had to endure that shit in real time. That shit is super duper whack. But definitely continue to document it if you can. Yeah, and you know, I think in college they still do those reviews of professors at the end of the semester. Yes. You know, that's your time to speak your piece anonymously you know Mm -hmm. so do that facts definitely definitely all right so let's take a break and when we come back we are going to talk about fibroids more about fibroids actually because we talked about fibroids on a recent episode so we're going to talk more about fibroids and we're going to talk about gender again a little bit more about gender again i'm not gonna cry i promise again money 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 <laughs> Money. Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black this women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, yo. tvthqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. 
that's $24 a year and if everybody who listens does that shit we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast everything and if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one time donation a multiple time donation or if you don't like the the once a month kind of system you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit we will use that shit that's right so once again teawithqueenandj.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes all right 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 and we're black all the time that's right on the last episode we talked about fibroids infertility and my actual my personal experience with fibroid surgery that took place on episode 290 fruit bowl of fibroids for anybody who wants to listen i'm very proud of that uh title of that episode <laughs> fruit bowl of fibroids that was good you said that i think yeah because that's what it sounded like you were describing good. when you were talking about your fibroids and i remember when you sent the picture of the fibroids it was it was right, a, it all was different a, sizes yeah it was a fruit bowl. definitely it was a fruit bowl. definitely a fruit bowl of fibroids so content warning we're gonna talk a little bit more about fibroids today um because we had a listener share their experience and offer a little bit more insight so we're gonna talk about that more so content warning for anybody who doesn't want to talk about wombs poom pooms surgery blood fibroids coochies um for, vulvas coochies coochies mm-hmm. uh yeah twats. so if that's <laughs> twats scunts scunts okay <laughs> anybody who don't want to talk about that just a heads up that's that's what we're doing this is of course a gender inclusive conversation yes okay so this listener who i'm gonna leave anonymous is actually an og listener yes. hey. hey 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 thanks so much for hitting us up and sticking around and they say i know i tweeted about this to you a little bit as i was listening to the last episode but i've been thinking about my experience with fibroids and i don't remember when it really became a problem for me but maybe around 2012 2013 when i really started getting worried especially to the point where I went by myself to the emergency room and had my first ultrasound. I was supposed to have a procedure to remove them, but when the doctor went in, she realized I had more fibroids than she thought and some were within the walls of my uterus. She ended up not doing the initial surgery and something called a DNC. And so I'm just going to actually define a DNC real quick. So again, for anybody who doesn't know what a fibroid is, those are non-cancerous growths that can happen within or on the outside of the uterus. As to Queen's point, the fruit bowl of fibroids, they can come in any size, they can be really small. Most people have, if they have a fibroid, it's often small or they can grow really large, like mine typically grow to be very large and can show, you know, and it may look like you're pregnant or have a swollen womb or whatever the fuck so Mm -hmm. anyway so a dnc what this listener says that they had it involves dilating the uterine cervix so that the lining tissue of the uterus can be removed by scraping or suction it's a minor surgery that's usually performed as a diagnostic procedure and seldom is therapeutic so instead of it being something that is necessarily the solution to your fibroids is something that's more like exploratory so we'll do this people who have sometimes excessive bleeding and symptoms like that Mm -hmm. we'll do this 
and see what's going on, right? So that was the DNC. So this listener said they ended up not doing the initial surgery and had something called a DNC, but it wasn't until 2015 after I decided to finally listen to my mama about a doctor that was talked about on Real Housewives of Atlanta in regards to cast member Cynthia Bailey and her fibroid issues. So I had a uterine fibroid embolization, so UFE done, and ever since then I have had light to almost non-existent periods. The fibroids last time I checked haven't grown. The days of my period went from six down to four days. And initially, for anyone who doesn't know, if you didn't listen to the last episode, Fibroids can cause extremely heavy and excessive bleeding. So yeah, to have a lighter period and a a shrunken period is pretty cool. Initially, I was told I had less than 10 fibroids, but when... I went to the UFE doctor. He said I had over 10. I forgot how many exactly between 13 to 15. Most were small to medium size with at least two big ones. It was an outpatient surgery, I think. And my life feels normal now. So shout out to you for a life feeling normal. That's like a huge fucking deal when you have fibroids that have been interfering with how you fucking live and exist. That shit is super duper annoying. That's a lot. Definitely. For anyone who doesn't know, a uterine fibroid embolization a UFE is a minimally invasive treatment for uterine fibroids that safely and effectively shrinks fibroids by blocking the flow of blood to the fibroids. So for people with mild to severe symptoms, they say UFE is a possible option in place of surgery for the treatment of fibroids. I had a myomectomy. So that is when they actually you know, slice you open, go inside and take those shits out. The reason I didn't have a UFE is because I wanted to potentially preserve my fertility. Mm -hmm. They say, and I'm not going to go into a lot of this because I'm not a fucking doctor. And I think talking about fertility and what will lead to infertility or what causes infertility or what will keep you fertile. I think that's very specific to each individual and everybody should talk to their own doctor about all of this shit. But for this particular surgery, uterine fibroid embolization, it does say on the white man's internet that patients should discuss their ability to proceed with UFE with their provider. Patients with an active pelvic infection, certain... Now, these are people who who this particular surgery might not work for or maybe should not consider it, but patients with an active pelvic infection, certain uncorrectable bleeding problems, endometrial cancer, extremely large fibroids, I also had extremely large fibroids, or a desire for fertility preservation um, are poor candidates for this procedure. So yeah, I also wanted to maintain my fertility at the time. And so that was why I went with the myomectomy. So I just wanted to mention this because this listener shared some things that I had not experienced. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share that to see if that resonates with anyone and to kind of talk about some of these other options but definitely this is all shit that you should talk to your provider with we just wanted to make sure we were creating a space yeah to talk about about fibroids since fertility issues with the womb there are things that so many people don't talk about and that we're not traditionally i don't think as a community taught to talk about yeah exactly. you know like we're not the first people to have fibroids and i yeah. think for a lot of us this is like a, a bit of a new conversation. Yeah, I just want to reiterate, we're just sharing experiences. We are not medical professionals. We are not giving medical not advice. At all. Not at all. So speak to medical professionals mm-hmm. and stay out of our pockets. <laughs> we're trying to sue us. <laughs> yeah. Gotta say that. Stay out of our pockets. <laughs> stay the fuck out of our pockets, okay? We're just sharing our posi- our fucking experiences. experiences as people with wombs, all right? We don't know. I don't know. 
Okay. I'm just telling you what had happened to me. This listener told you what had happened to them. To and I yep. offered some definitions that I pulled from the white man's internet. That's, That's it. it. Okay? Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. Okay. Because broke five broke, we ain't got it. <laughs> we don't. Don't try it. We And we might fight you. <laughs> we recorded, so I'm not going to say what I might do. But hey, I'm just saying. You might not make your court date. We don't fly above. That's not what no. we do. I wear a head wrap. That doesn't mean what you think it means. Exactly. Okay. It, it means does a different it. thing from a bitch from the Bronx. That's for damn sure. This is true. This is true. All right. All right. Enough of that. We actually are going to talk about gender a little bit. Mm-hmm. So back on the gender episode. What is the gender episode? If I never listened to this the podcast. gender episode. And I. This is my first episode. What the fuck is the gender episode? Hey, welcome to your first episode of Tea with Queen and Jay. The gender episode was an episode where we talked about. We had a segment called uh, Pay Black Women. Yep. And we have been using language in an effort to be more inclusive. We have been using language that was offensive to, um, I want to say, non-binary folks specifically and just offensive in general yeah. in the way that we were using it. Of course, unintentionally, but intention doesn't always matter. And so we talked about what people had called out, what we had decided to do in terms of proceeding. I talked about my own experience with gender and my gender identity and my experience as somebody who is not a lady, identifies as a woman but also my womanhood is not the same as everybody else's womanhood yeah. per se or whatever we did we also address like a lot of times people's scope of what womanness is or womanhood is is very Narrow. tied to white supremacist patriarchal Facts. shit that has nothing to do with my black ass <laughs> definitely so it was a it was conversation in an episode about that too yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you can check out the gender episode for a full breakdown on what we was doing and what we decided to do to move forward, we have also updated the language of our pay black women segment. So this is this is even after the gender episode. Yeah. So this is something that we've been thinking about because this is an ongoing thing because learning and growing and shit. That's not something that just changes and that's it. You just you know, it's an ongoing process. So we are now going to call our pay black women segment pay black women pay black people. And it will still center people who experience targeted misogynoir. So yeah. that's what we're doing we are focusing on the same folks. We just want to make sure that we are naming it in a way that is more appropriate, we feel, to who it is that we're trying to include in that segment. So that's the goal. If you have thoughts on that, hit us up. But we had a listener reach out and they sent us a T-mail. They say, I hope this T-mail finds you well and embraced by any and all abundance that's working for your life right now. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. I didn't want to blow up the IG DMs like I sometimes do, but I did want to say a colossal thank you for unpacking both the pay black women segment and gender. I can't properly express how affirming and activating and important it was to hear you all speak about this perpetuating of womanhood as this narrow thing that comes from many directions that's harmful. As a person who identifies as a black woman who uses she, they pronouns, who is not a non-binary person, what and how you shared resonated so fully in terms of actively trying to divest from the narrowness of how being a woman gets delineated even in non-cis realms. It's so clear that you all, like myself, affirm the identities of all peoples, including the vastness of what it means to be a woman. I can't tell you how much it helped me to hear you all openly discuss and stay honest and vulnerable about it in this segment. Woo! 
Thank you. Okay. So just to give context before I get into this next paragraph, when we talked about this in the gender episode, we talked about kind of being concerned that we had been using this language for so long publicly on the show and that no one had reached out to us about it being problematic until like recently you know what i'm saying and we say in the episode not that anybody owes us that but we just felt like we try to nurture this environment of community where anybody could hit us up and say hey you said something that kind of made me feel weird and so it really was like it just made us think about like are we doing enough to make sure that this feels like an open space where people could hit us up and be like hey this is what i'm thinking or hey maybe this that or whatever so that was the concern not that anybody owed us anything but just community wise like are we doing enough to make sure the community feels comfortable reaching out to us so this t-mail goes on to say i apologize that many of us regular listeners including myself left you sort of hanging about the pay black women segment explanation from before i felt uncomfortable about it every time while at the same time i felt like i understood what you all were getting at which felt more important. I noticed how triggered I felt each time by the binariness of the language you used and honestly thought, quote unquote, I don't identify as non-binary, so I'm gonna let this rock out and handle my business and not take up space unnecessarily. I heard you all say that you were alarmed how long it took for someone to write in about it. I'm sorry about that because you stay clear about welcoming questions, emails, discussions, and you renew that clarity regularly from my point of view. For my part, I imagine you see how I didn't think it was my place to bring this up since I'm not necessarily a non-binary person in the group that you were referencing. Thank you again for being and staying the realest of real ones, constantly doing the work generously and being about that growth and liberation for all. This episode was mad affirming and a little, a lot healing for me. And it was a beautiful reminder to me as a black woman, how the white supremacist binary is such bullshit and harms everyone, regardless of how we identify. We feel that shit in our spirit, whoever we are, even though that shit is embedded so deeply from one end of the globe to the other in cishet life, in non-cis, non-het life and beyond. Though our struggles are never a monolith, you two constantly make me grateful that there is a community of us who call shit like we see it, course correct as often as we can, lift each other up and smash the barriers to liberation. Thank you, thank you for being who you are in your 24-7 realness, flyness, power, and impact. For real, thank you, I stand. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was a really nice this was last paragraph. So fucking nice, tingly. right? <laughs> so fucking nice. Yeah. So fucking tangly. And I read it not because cause there was a moment where I was like, should I read all of this celebration of us? Is this like self-fucking massaging or whatever the fuck? I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah, no, no, no. We definitely deserve. Yeah, we definitely deserve. It. But I just meant like like for the listeners. No, they love us just as much. <laughs> they feel the same way. They was in their cars like, yes. Okay. <laughs> but they talk, right? But this person said other stuff I think about gender and shit that I thought was relevant. So so there it is. But um, but yeah, so thank you so much. We appreciate that affirmation of being a part of this larger community. We are here learning in public and open to having these kinds of conversations. It's never, if you approach us with the same respect and care that we try to do this show with, we never feel any kind of way about somebody reaching out to us and saying something to us. Just talk to us nice. That's all all we we ask. That's it. 
that's it and if you're upset because we like legit offended you or whatever like there's space for that as well mm-hmm. just communicate that you were fucking offended but if you like hit me up and you just curse it for no reason i don't fucking know what's going on you don't explain what's going on that's a different story we yeah. talking about something else you're gonna get blocked but- <laughs> like <laughs> right. i just jump in my shit like I don't even know. No contact. What's happening here? Call me all kinds of things. Like what? Uh, What's going on? Yeah, but nah. But we're we're pretty receptive to feedback. So we we just wanted to affirm that and say thank you again to everybody who is in community with us, learning with us, and supporting us here on this podcast, even when it comes in the form of critique. Critique. So thank you. Or what do they call that? Leaning in, or whatever the fuck. I don't know what those people be saying. Calling in? Oh, yeah, calling calling in. in. Calling in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call us out, too. Whatever the fuck it is, if it's necessary in the learning, yeah, that's fine. We're down for it. If we're using oppressive language or oppressive ideologies are happening here, let us know. Because that's not what we want to (laughs) do. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not at all. It's not. It's no. not. All right. I think we did a motherfucking show. What do you think? We did. We did it. Yeah, we did. Good one too. Definitely. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. We are on the internet, T with Queen and And you can send us your T mail to T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And you can always follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Jenny CF, J A N I C I A F. Queen, where can we follow you? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Queen Speaks with an underscore. Yeah, that's where you can find me and follow me. I did a Twitter space by accident today. <laughs> oh, what did that and involve? I just wanted to see how it worked. And then people came in and I'm like, what are y'all doing here? I'm just trying to see how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hey, Queen. I was like, I just wanted to see how this oh, works. Oh, that's funny. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe yeah. we should do a conversation on there one day. Yeah, we should one day. Okay. I'll be seeing people do stuff. It was one room today. Barry was in a room with another podcaster talking about podcasting. And I was like, is today the day I want to learn how to use this? Huh. And I didn't open it, but I was curious. Yeah, I just happened to go on and um, and I didn't invite anyone and people came in. I'm like, no! Yeah, just I think to that's see how it works. What was happening? That's funny. Why y'all came in here? That is funny. But yeah. yeah, maybe we'll do one of those one day. All mm-hmm. right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from a black girl named Candace. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. And... Yeah. Um. So Trey songs used you in a song, and you tell the rest and what all had happened. Well, you know because you done told everybody, especially. Okay. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to keep broad beating that one situation. But I will say, Wendy, I would have loved to turn on your show and saw you be a little bit more compassionate and less accusatory and ridicule. I couldn't. I Why, couldn't. Why, girl? Because well, the would... gag is you wasn't there. <laughs>